Hey guys, it's your other host, Chase, here. I know we've been on hiatus for, like, a long time. Um, basically, I have a full-time job, which I even mentioned in this episode, and it just sort of is draining, and Brooke is working and in school. Um, but hey, everything's under quarantine now, so... I have time to edit again. Um, so we have a few episodes that are in the can that we'll be putting out. And hopefully, I don't know, you're probably binging Disney Plus on your quarantine. Or you are probably working really hard because you're an essential person doing groceries or healthcare or government. Um, and either way, hopefully this can be a nice little... I don't know, piece of solace as an extrovert. I know this time is uh, very difficult. Um, I'm really struggling. So anyway, wanted to let you know that we're not necessarily back because we are still both working and busy. But during quarantine, we have time. We even have a few long distance records scheduled. And so hopefully we'll get some sort of normal schedule back up and running so that maybe, I don't know, you can have at least one piece of normalcy in your life. Um, but, you know, in true drawn outcast fashion, I should say. Um, our return episode, this one, um, Rescuers Down Under, the audio was hyper-corrupted. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, if some of the bits are missing, I can work with that. The whole bit that is missing is where we talk about the movie. So we introduce our guest, we get to know our guest. It's a really great and interesting conversation about animation and 2D and 3D and music, and it's just fantastic. So I really wanted to share that with you. And then the audio sort of uh, cuts out just as we start talking about our memories of the movie. And then when the audio finally came back into something I could actually work with and not just like half second snippets of one of us laughing, it was us saying, well, that was a great movie. I'm so glad we watched it. Um, so watch Rescuers Down Under um, if you want. It is a very good, some fun facts. It's the first Disney sequel um, and it did have a theatrical release. Um, it is a very good movie. We did really enjoy it, but... Yeah, it didn't, our conversation just didn't record, which is a real bummer. But um, while editing this episode, I did really enjoy getting to go back and re-listen to our conversation. And so I wanted to share at least that with you, um, sort of get you back into the groove of Drawn Out. And then we will continue forward with our 90s films and lots of fantastic guests, um, some new guests and some returning guests. And I'm just very excited about this podcast as a whole. And I'm happy to, at the least, have some time to come back to you guys. And I hope you enjoy having us back as long as we can keep doing this. Um, and hopefully we'll make quarantining a bit easier. So stay safe, stay healthy, social distance, and please, for the love of God, wash your hands. Drawn Out, a podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. And we have a very special guest today. We have a special guest? Oh my gosh, who is it? It's my brother. Your brother? <laughs> oh my god, welcome. Thank you, hello. <laughs> so we have my brother John with us today. This is, a, this is a movie that he claimed pretty early on that he wanted to watch with us, and we're excited to have him. Yeah, this is a really exciting movie, and I'm excited to watch with your brother since mm -hmm. we've had one of my sisters on now we have one of your brothers mm -hmm. but before we go watch our movie we're gonna talk to john about john <laughs> and disney and disney all righty then 
So, John, what was the movie that you watched on a loop growing up? Uh, there was probably a couple. The one I remember the most would probably be Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm. You guys were allowed to watch Hunchback of Notre Dame. You weren't? No. It's very dark. There was a lady who danced with her shoulders bare. <laughs> that was not okay in my house. <laughs> Sorry, I just still remember there was a, like a trailer for it right in front of one of the VHS tapes, no, and yeah, it was like it, yeah, the movie I that. wasn't allowed to see because it was salacious. Very much so. And they had a whole song about how she was too salacious as well. Yeah. But anyway, so, sorry, Hunchback Notre Dame and? Um, that's the one that comes to mind the most. I was a little older when it came out, but I definitely did watch. It came out the year you were born. No, I'm talking about the next movie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, I was gonna... It was... What was it? Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. I was a little older when that one came out, but I definitely still watched that one on a loop mm -hmm. because it's mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Well, and that's one definitely. that one of our other brothers watched on a loop. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. He, no, I, I, he watched it at least once a day for over a year, which is why I'm making him do that. <laughs> no, that's going to be his episode? He's watching it with us. <laughs> that sounds good to me, because, like, wow, I didn't even think about that. He really did watch that one a loop. I, I did watch that <laughs> I, one a lot, too, though. But I, I had, had no problem with it. I had it memorized <clears> pretty much back to front when I was nine. It's a very quotable movie. You could pretty much cut up any little section of it, and it's just a great little soundbite yeah, or a meme. You're absolutely like, correct. A lot of them are memes. Mm -hmm. and, that could, and that could explain a little bit both your sense of justice and your sense of humor. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Maybe. We'll see. Well, but between, between the two of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if Emperor's New Groove is instilling a broad sense of justice, but it is pretty anti-establishment. Yeah. Anti-gentrification. Yeah, I don't... I don't <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but I don't like the government very much. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> we've, we haven't talked about beheading Jeff Bezos, but we have talked about taxing Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it, there's there's an end goal in mind, and if either one accomplishes that goal, you know, we'll see which we'll see which one happens first. But there's a goal in mind, and there's just different mm -hmm. means. Mm -hmm. Some are better than others. Mm -hmm. It's true. Like taxing is mm -hmm. probably better. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Probably. So, John, what's your favorite Disney movie now? I mean, probably still Emperor's New Groove. I mean, still a good one. I'm a hater. I'm, I don't like a lot of the 3D animation styles. Mm -hmm. I do miss the 2D. Mm -hmm. I do miss that kind of thing from Disney. I don't want to sound like one of those people who likes first generation of Pokemon, but that's kind of <laughs> how it is with me and Disney. Out of curiosity, how do you feel about Paper Man? Paper Man? Do you, do you see that short? I can cut it if you haven't. But, uh, um, no, it's the black and white one where the backgrounds the are 2D. Airplanes? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that and one. The, but I think it's, the backgrounds are in 2D and the I definitely characters like are that. in CG, mm -hmm. yes. which I think is really interesting. I'm okay with that because that is a stylized, you know, it's yeah. stylized art. Yeah. And I'm just really sick of just straight 3D, like, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but I don't like the way Frozen is animated. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we're an animation podcast, so. Also, days since we've complained about Frozen? Zero. <laughs> we complain about Frozen all the time. Well, then There's maybe I am the right about. guest for this, because I'm not a huge fan of Frozen. Uh, I mean... Uh, the most, the most I think about Frozen is when I watch Deadpool 2, and he's got this whole shtick about how he's uh, got... What was it? Papa uh, was it? Papa, can you hear me? From oh, uh, do you want to build a snowman? Yeah, they're yeah. almost the same song. Like yeah. he's got this whole thing where he's trying to figure out if they're the same song or not. And they're like <laughs> this different. It's really slight, mm -hmm. but that's that's the extent I think about mm -hmm. Frozen. It's the most entertainment it's ever mm -hmm. brought me. <laughs> 
but um oh. but no if, if any i do like the shorts a lot um because they usually do feature stylized that's animators that's a good point yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of that i i just think that with the new kinds of you know technology they have for animation there's a lot more they can do with it and i'm kind of sick yeah. of seeing the same style yeah. over and over again like 2d is different because that's like you know there's you're kind of limited by the process that you can do with it there's a lot of complicated things you do but if you're going to get like a full length 2d animated movie you know they have a lot more restrictions to work within mm -hmm. whereas i feel 3d there's so much more you can mess with and i feel like a lot of times they're mm -hmm. not doing that but i'll stop complaining about things now because <laughs> i do like the older 2d animation i just wish that they do more and a good example was paper man i do like mm -hmm. the way they styled that i enjoyed that yeah. Short, did, quite a bit. Did I make you watch Princess and the Frog after our trip this summer to New Orleans? <laughs> make me watch it? Uh, I think you tried to, and then I was antsy and couldn't sit through it, so I was just walking around the whole time. Okay. <laughs> that uh, would but, be a fun one to go look at, because mm -hmm. it's, it's classic. It's, yeah, it was the last hand-drawn animation one. Plus it's oh, it was hand-drawn? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize they that. They totally revamped the pipeline for Princess and the Frog. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a there's a... An alligator who just wants to play jazz trumpet. Oh, actually, I think I've seen that. I saw. I remember that part. <laughs> that was fun because, yeah, they they did do a lot with mm -hmm. with that one. There was a lot of the old mm -hmm. cartoony stuff. I remember mm -hmm. going on when he was playing trumpet. Like he'd like spring up and kind of like flatten down yeah. on his trumpet and like mm -hmm. compress yeah. with him. Like I like weird stuff like mm -hmm. that. I think that's one of the, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, back to animations, you can do stylistic things that yeah. kind of represent. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this No, exactly. I think it's a good point, though, because, like, in a lot of the 3D ones, the physics of 3D are baked into the computer. Mm -hmm. That's, like, part of why 3D is so cool, because you can bake in textures and That's physics true. and lighting and light sourcing and certain movements. Um, and so to be more stylized in those areas, mm -hmm. you have to be more intentional, um, which takes more time. That definitely does make a lot of sense, because... It's yeah. It wouldn't be so simple as just compressing your two D right. character down to make them look like they're falling and right, back up right. or something. They'd have to do a lot more, and I, I think it might kind of fall into uncanny valley territory too. Like it I'm could, trying to imagine sure. if like what if you were to squish a character <laughs> from Frozen down right. as they jump back up, it would just look like one of those really weird videos you find on the yeah. internet with just some weird animation. Yeah. And just run around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and I know. think like the things that they do revolutionary with a lot of three D animation, which we'll talk about when we get there. But I think there are revolutionary creative mm -hmm. things they do. It's just not what we're used to, maybe, with 2D mm -hmm. animation. Mm -hmm. And certainly a different level of, like, humor. Like, if you're talking about visual gags, they're usually for humor. Whereas we don't see that as much in 3D. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm getting more at the... Uh... Sorry, I always lose my train of thought in the middle of it. It's okay, but... that's what editing's for. <laughs> I think with 3D animation, I miss kind of more of not just the physical gags of it, but how um, you can use that medium to express certain, like, emotions and yeah. things. Oh, yeah, I feel sure. like emotionally they can capture more accurate or more physical, like, uh, like they could do motion capture or style it after someone's actual expressions. Mm -hmm. But, like, and I, I don't know. I, th I think what you're getting at, like, maybe, like, animation... It's too oh. much, like... Live action, I'm sorry. No, 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 
I think you're right. Like animation is meant to be over the top. Yeah. Yes. It's meant to show things in new ways that we don't normally experience them. Mm -hmm. And I yes. like film does this to an extent too, right? And like we could get into like film school stuff like color and lighting and framing and you are intentionally making an emotional feeling in a way that mm -hmm. wouldn't be garnered in the moment if we just shot it and like right now us sitting here. Mm -hmm. If we wanted to create a feeling, we would do things to change the setting. And you have more freedom of changing in 2D, specifically you have more freedom in animation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think 3D more recently has like sort of dropped the ball in some of those things that we were more familiar with in 2D. Does that yeah. sound like... Uh, I, I do agree with that. I, I'm also excited to see what they do with 3D. I think it's just possibly at this point I'm not satisfied with it. Sure. And they're still seeing what mm -hmm. they can do. I think that's absolutely true. They have a lot... Mm -hmm. of potential with what they can yeah. do with it and they're you know doing mm -hmm. what they can do mm -hmm. like the best ability like if you go back and watch toy story one um and look at that 3d animation versus yeah. new stuff it's drastic yeah. and you think like you'll go back and look at it and you're like this looked normal then now it looks really <laughs> weird to me yeah <laughs> like if you ever see jimmy neutron too that show oof. yeah just like that show is a trip you go back and the best part is the way they did animation in the 3D was so much more taxing for mm -hmm. like the computers they were using is that there's no background characters. Mm. If you look in some of the scenes where they're just talking in the park, there's no background characters. It's really strange. Mm. Anyways, yeah. I digress. Oh, this, is I, this has been a really, really interesting <laughs> discussion. This is kind of like... And you, were, and you were worried that you weren't going to be able to have anything to talk about. <laughs> well, because we're talking about animation more. Yeah. I don't know anything we're about this We're an animation Disney. podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, and I mean, and I... I don't know, you and I grew up in the same house, so I think that there's more Disney than you remember. <laughs> I mean, probably, but I'd have to remember it to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I was talking to our mom yesterday, and she was saying something like, it's like, you know what, it's my fault that you're a TV head and you love Disney so much. And I said, is it because you bought all those Disney movies as soon as they were available on VHS? She was like, yeah, of course. I wanted those movies, so I bought them, and then you watched them, and that's great. That's probably the only reason we did have such a huge collection. Not really, but like, oh man, there was a lot of them. Yeah. Like, I remember that old rack we had. It was like the size of your dresser, probably uh -huh. about like four or five feet tall, mm -hmm. just full of VHSs. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but there was one that had that really cool orange, like, case. Or, like, the orange one. It would have been a Nickelodeon movie. Probably a yeah. Nickelodeon, a Nickelodeon movie. Nickelodeon yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. Rugrats or, um... I don't know. I don't... Blue's Clues? I... Maybe it was a Blue's Clues tape. I have if... no idea. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember that. it looked sweet, and it was 90s fresh. <laughs> um, all right, what's our next question? Um, We're on question yeah, number sorry. three. <laughs> Who's your favorite Disney princess or Disney hero? Oh, let me think about that. I, t I gave him, I mean, I didn't give no, him you did. that, I, that far ahead of time, but you, you I did I was thinking about it, but I'm not quite sure. I like a lot of times more ensemble casts. I like to mm. see characters mm -hmm. together. I don't know if I necessarily have. Do you have a favorite duo or mm. team? Team. I mean, if we're going to go with a team, it has to be Cusco and Pacha. Yeah, that's a good team. It has to be, mm -hmm. like, duos, yeah. I, I like a lot of, uh, like, back and forth things. Like, mm -hmm. Pacha's the straight man. Yeah. And Cusco, who, like, they're a classic comedy. Yeah. It's great. So I think that's another 
another reason, like, this movie works so well, right? Like, we're talking about how memeable it is, but, like, yeah. you have Yzma and Kronk, <laughs> and you have Kuzco and Pacha, and it's just, like, the two best dynamics you could possibly <laughs> imagine for a hero team and a villain team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of... Now that you brought up Yzma and Kronk, Kronk <laughs> reminds me, like, you got one of the three Stooges, and then got the mother from Arrested Development and put them together. <laughs> and, uh, I got Burt Cacklin. There we go. But, <laughs> I love all my children equally <clears throat> earlier that day. I don't care for Kronk. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much exactly. I need something, darling. And yeah. That's pretty much it. That's their whole relationship. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I think... In all the background noise that plays in my head at least twice a day, Kronk's like super secret, like, like plays in my head. Yeah, that makes... <laughs> oh man. I mean, that's me on my day to day. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna sing, narrate what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Is today a Sondheim day or a Rogers day? <laughs> I have to think of, for, for jumping around Disney things, I'm counting Marvel and what would happen if you put Drax and Kronk in an invisible competition? Oh my gosh! Amazing, be the boringest movie ever. It would it would just but be Kronk like, like yeah, for like ten minutes and like nothing would really <laughs> happen. I mean, it, it, yeah, nothing would happen. It'd be Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yes, that's exactly what it would be. Wait, uh, what? Is that? It's, it's a play. It's a play that like is kind of a spoof on Hamlet or like Waiting for Godot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that style where like the background characters. Do nothing. Do nothing. And when they're off stage. And it's hilarious. <laughs> and they kind of don't exist when they're off stage, but they're still conscious. Yeah. Very fascinating. I love Rising Crimes and Kills mm -hmm. Dead, despite having a terrible costuming experience with that show. But that's fine. That's a different story. Traumatic. <laughs> um, I, I saw that thousand mm -hmm. yard stare for a brief moment. It wasn't mm -hmm. as traumatic as Julius Caesar. Um, uh, and sitting backstage scrubbing blood out of white shirts wait, real every night. Real blood? No, no, no. Oh, no. thank God. Julius Caesar. We didn't actually stab Caesar every night. I'm, I'm just saying, like, there could have been an accident. <laughs> oh, no, that did almost happen, though, on um, Lion in Winter, because we used real swords for Lion in Winter. Not Because we weren't stabbing, we were just posing, and someone got real close <laughs> one night threatening King Henry. Oh, this boy. is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh, this is why theater kids are theater kids. <laughs> anyway, what's our next question? Uh, who's, who's your favorite Disney villain? Ooh, favorite Disney villain. Um, I have a feeling that this is where you're going to veer from. Emperor's New <laughs> Finally Wolf. leaving? Unless it's Kronk. Kronk's not, not a villain. I mean, he's, he's, he's more of like, own, well, he's, he's like a chaotic in, neutral. That's fair. Well, and even in Villainous, he, he, he switches sides. I was going to say, he gets his own movie, so that makes him a protagonist, mm -hmm. but Maleficent has her own movie. In which she's much more of a protagonist, so I guess he's not a villain. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, I'm still stuck on this. Villains are a tricky deal for me. Because I don't like it when they're just like, Mwahaha, I'm stealing your gold. Or, ha you can't have true love. I want that. Or, you know, like, I, that's boring to me. I'm... Yeah, I mean, they all want some form of power, I mm -hmm. feel like. They do. Like, that's normal. I'm trying to, trying to think. My mind is blanking. Except for Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> that's a good villain. That that's a, good a great villain. villain. I forgot about that Yeah, you, he's just, he's movie. not iconic, but he's pretty good. good. Well, and we saw that in theaters when it first came out. I think it's the only 3D movie I've ever seen in theaters. That was one of the 
pretty early 3D movies too, so mm -hmm. that's one of those ones you go back and it might be a little difficult, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I remember the story was really, really great. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I feel like this is the millionth time I've mentioned it on the podcast, but that's the first movie you and I watched yep. together, Chase. Yep. Yeah, you have mentioned that. <laughs> a million times. At least three. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll have to go back to my other favorite movie. I actually, I'm, I'm a terrible Disney fan. The... Judge Frollo? Yes. That's his name. I'm horrible. Mm -hmm. It's been so long since I've seen these movies, but mm -hmm. he is a good villain in my mind because he's one of he, he's more complicated to me because he, mm -hmm. even though he's obviously evil to everyone right. watching the movie, mm -hmm. if you look at what he's saying and what he's doing, he thinks he's completely in the right. He's mm -hmm. one of those ones where it's actually a little bit more believable if they didn't paint him as so clearly like spooky and mm -hmm. like creepy. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've known plenty of people that creepy, but. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty creepy. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a good point, though, like that he but, firmly believes he's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Not that the others don't, but they're all right in that I deserve this. His is like, I'm right. We need to do something right. because you, like, this is mm -hmm. unclean Yeah, yeah. because yeah. of what I learned growing up. And that's mm -hmm. that's more realistic yeah. to me. Yeah. No, and I know we're not looking for yeah. realism in but Disney movies. But that's what you prefer. Times, that is, yeah. Yeah, that is well, and one thing I, I enjoy about the new stage version of Hunchback is that it dives a little bit more into the backstory as told in the book. When it's saying, like, it starts with Frollo and his brother, and his brother, you know, they were both raised in the, you know, they were orphans raised in the church, and then, uh, you know, Jean-Claude's brother what, did, made all the wrong choices, and things ended badly for him, and so, like, that was given as our reason from the very start of why uh, Jean-Claude Frollo was, like, we got to do everything by the book, or else we all end up like my brother, and we don't want that. And that's Very that's Javert. a perf perfect example. Mm -hmm. I, I like that because I think villains should, you know, we should be able to understand villains because most people who do things that aren't good in real life, you know, they don't think they're doing bad things. They think they're doing good things, and so that's a clear example to me of like an actual lesson from a villain yeah. instead of just. Mm -hmm. Oh, here's the bad guy, and then you have to get the magic sword and go yeah. after him or whatever. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. It's not always, you know, it's never like that simple, but I appreciate that kind of uh, grounding. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that putting Frollo up on the level of Tremaine when we talk about realistic oh, yeah. villains is probably mm -hmm. worthwhile. The stepmother. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, not the evil queen, but the wicked stepmother. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Um, and I, I and you had previously said that you don't have one specific answer, but tell us some Disney songs that you like. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, like, um, what was I, say I mean, you're a musician. Yeah. You like jazz. Emperor's New Groove is not a musical, though. Mm -hmm. Like, has a song. Oh, you know what? Then we're just we're just gonna pin it all on Tarzan. Thank you, Phil Ooh. Collins. Ooh, I see. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go like or the Aristocats or Jungle Book direction. I, mean, I do like jazz, but those for me are more like it's like stage jazz. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like it feels more like mm -hmm. corny. I like I, I'm one of those guys who like oh jazz is cool. It's gotta be dark. I, I don't know, not really, but I, I don't I don't necessarily. <laughs> You're like, a Coltrane man. Yeah, I like sounds that sound terrible and everyone's like this is awful why do you like this and like, it's oh, jazz, so, you, man. so you like miles davis oh i love miles davis. <laughs> i like him more even more than john coltrane he just did some really really weird stuff in the 80s and anyways uh phil collins <laughs> phil collins uh i don't know anything about phil collins really 
<laughs> I like that he did the Tarzan stuff. I mean, that's pretty much what it is, and he did not... He's kind of a douche in real life. He didn't have to go that hard, but he did that for us. Exactly. Insane and now he got me... that, too. <gasps> when did Insane. Oh, yeah, they did, they did a version of, like, the scat song that they, played in the credits. Yeah. Yep. They did? Yep. Yeah. I'd have to. I'd probably recognize it if I heard it, but. But the scoring, like, I also like. I like the music for that, for that, um, for Tarzan. Sorry, well, mm-hmm. words don't come to me when they should. I like Tarzan a lot, not only for the music, but the scoring and the where they put the music, mm-hmm. because a lot of those songs really were very specific for each scene, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know how closely they work together, but it seems to me like they gave him a good storyboard of what he was going to be putting music mm-hmm. over and then you know whoever actually scored it probably mm-hmm. you know put it in the right places mm-hmm. but i can't imagine them not talking to him about it because a lot of the songs are like totally you know they're phil collins so like the mm-hmm. 80s kind of what would you call phil collins i don't even know like like rock pop i don't know because it's yeah. kind of 80s drums <laughs> 80s drums i like it those are good sounds but mm-hmm. but he um yeah, you wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. expect that in the soundtrack mm-hmm. for an a story. Movie. Yeah, an animated story that takes place in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how do you make that sound right? And yeah. It was perfect. So yeah. I do appreciate well, that quite a bit. And if I remember right, our brother, um, at his wedding, his uh, mother-son dance was You'll Be In My Heart Aww. with our mom. Was it? I think so. Oh, it was. It yeah. was. Yeah, I, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about the first dance with his wife. I'm no, no, no. no. I know. I just. Re- I just remember the first dance more because he took John Coltrane's "My One and Only Love," and I was like, "You bad. <laughs> no, I can't do that." That's a good use of Donald That's right there. A good use of Donald Duck. <laughs> she just record Dad doing that. Making <laughs> that gross noise. Uh, it's like Donald Duck, but like congested. It's like extra nasty. Mm-hmm. Oh. I saw this cartoon recently of Donald Duck, and he, someone, like, he was, like, with a doctor or something, and they, like, messed with his throat, and it turned his voice to normal. No, that... And he had, like, a really heroic... What was that? That was a real episode of DuckTales. Okay, it was. And that was Don Cheadle doing his regular voice. That was Don... Okay, that's amazing. (laughs) Because I just... That was one of the things I just ran into, and I was like, what? And I watched it for, like, a couple seconds, and I just kept watching You would love new DuckTales. I think I would, because I... Huey, do we should watch them. That'd be fun. So, what we're watching today is The Rescuers Down Under. So, John, why did you want to watch this one with us? Uh, This is one that I grew up watching a lot, and one I hadn't seen in quite a long time, and... It's one that I feel feel like nobody has really seen, yeah. and it kind of upsets me because yeah. it was one of my favorites. Rescuers Down Under. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I think we all agree it's good. It's good. Yeah. I remember, like, halfway through it, I was like, why did I rent this? I should have bought it. Yeah. Maybe next month. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. Very enjoyable. You mm-hmm. don't want to pick, a, like, I feel like it's one of those movies that is better as an ensemble where if you look at each one, each character for their own motivations, it breaks down a little bit. Yeah. But 
you know, as an ensemble cast, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and the, they're, the minor characters are all very unique and very interesting and engaging, mm-hmm. which is not true of every Disney film. Yeah. No, so. Sometimes they try and it kind of falls flat. It's really yeah. funny that the minor characters in this one rung so well and they're so memorable. Yeah. Whereas some of the other characters, like some of the major characters at certain moments are kind of like, meh. Yeah, like, like Co- Cody's kind of bland, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. But like the Dr. British Mouse who snaps his gloves is memorable. Extremely <laughs> so. And, Gosh, that's smart. And all the, the nun mice voiced by Russie Taylor. Yes. That's great. Uh, Russie Taylor. It got really absurd in that whole truck there. Yeah, with the yeah like laser they, darts and yeah. chainsaw. Yeah, they're just I like absurd that. things. It's mm-hmm. very good. And then very you're not good. on Facebook, so we're not going to add you to our Facebook group that guests are usually added to. Yeah, I, I have Facebook, but I absolutely do not use it. It's only there so I could keep using Messenger. That's, mm-hmm. I That's fair. A lot of people do it that mm-hmm. way these days. Yeah, it's yep. just it's a drain. I look at it and go, oh, you look like you're having fun. Well, screw you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I just use it mostly for event planning. Yeah. That's a good reason to use it. Yeah. I don't plan events, though. Um, so you can find us, though, on Drawn Out Chats, which, again, I just said I mostly use it for event planning. So do I ever update the Drawn Out Chats? Not very often. I haven't in a while. I put in a post and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to add to, I'm going to comment on this later. And then I didn't. Yeah. But I'll we'll, do it. Hey, if you guys join, we'll post. Yeah. How does Sounds that good. sound? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to go about um, it. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at drawnoutcast. You can email us, uh, drawnoutcast at gmail.com. And that, that's our social media. That's it. That's our entire social media presence. Yep, that's 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 all of it. And then, do we even do a good job of that? No. Listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I work full-time. I work more than full-time now. But, anyway. And, and I, I work almost full-time. And, and go to school. And I'm in school full-time. But we're, hey, if you tweet at us, we'll tweet back at you. Yeah, for t- sure. Twitter is prob- probably going to be the best way to reach us. Um, yeah. I don't use Twitter, but why does that sound so aggressive? I'm going to tweet at you. <laughs> tweet at you? This is yeah. a little aggressive, I don't know. isn't it? It's like, <laughs> tweet I'm going to speak you. at you. Tweet at you. <laughs> Twit. <laughs> tweet to you. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, this has been a drawn out closing. More or less. <laughs>